Hello, I'm Johnny Cash. Hey there, and welcome back to Bess and Erica's Rock and Roll Music Hour. I'm Erica. And I'm Bessie. We have uh, Tara Lanning, my beautiful daughter, and uh, the mother of this beautiful granddaughter of mine, Erica Case. And we're always glad to come back and talk to you and sing and entertain you. Now I'm going to turn it back over to Erica. Yes, and we have Tara here. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Good to be back. Happy Thanksgiving. Yes, happy Thanksgiving. This episode will be coming out either the day before Thanksgiving or on it. So enjoy your holiday. Eat lots of food. <laughs> yeah, so we have a lot going on in this podcast tonight. I would probably call it a double episode uh, with all the content that we have tonight. I'm really excited. I worked really hard on all of it. So I really hope that you enjoy it. And um, thanks for everybody that is a new listener that tuned into our last show with uh, CJ Ramon. That was really awesome. And a big shout out to uh, Rockaway Bitch, which is an awesome uh, Ramon's cover band that uh, shared my podcast. And they're fucking badass so um thank you girls for sharing my show and all the new listeners shout out to you guys tonight we are doing a lot uh, the first thing that i'd like to cover is a big happy birthday to my grandfather floyd Lanning, and that's why we have my mom here tonight yay <laughs> yeah and i'm um, very very excited about that uh, I, we did a podcast last year together for his birthday so um i want to continue the tradition so tonight I covered By a Little Time with her, which is one of the songs off of his posthumous album that I released this past year, titled Pretty Boy Floyd, appropriately. You can still get that on SoundCloud, which it's soundcloud.com slash Lanning, and you can download it for free there. And also, please stop into Grimey's and get the 45 vinyl that is the... Ooh, <laughs> I know, big shout out to Grimey's every time. They are great, and they always support me and my music, and my grandfather's music as well. So um, stop in there and pick up the 45 vinyl. That's the first two singles off of the record, and it's only $4.99, so check that out. Um, yeah, so I covered Buy a Little Time with her, and I'm really excited about it because it's one of my favorite songs on it. And now I'm going to pass it off to each of our guests slash hosts to talk about what they covered tonight. What did you cover tonight? My cover song is called Beginning of Goodbye. And it's a song my husband recorded in the 70s. He recorded on our daughter Tara Lanning's birthday. And uh, I've always liked this song, and he did such a great job on it. I'm happy to be here to wish him happy birthday, and I miss him every day. But I know he can see us and know what we're doing down here. We're always happy to talk about him and, and remember all his beautiful music and all the intelligent things he taught us and all the good things he taught us. Yeah, and... um. I love that song also. Um, it's the second single on the 45 vinyl also. And the second track on the posthumous album as well. So I'm going to pass it off to my mom now and let her talk about her cover. Hi, everybody. Good to be back on Bess and Erica's Rock and Roll Music Hour. It's always a pleasure. Hope everybody's been doing well and want to thank everybody for listening and and sharing and, and tuning us in. Um, my cover I did was uh, Tips of My Fingers, and it's a song that my dad recorded in the 70s, a cover that he did, and it was always one of my most favorite favorite ones of his, the way he sang it so beautifully, and I, I just loved him so. And uh, November 9th was his birthday, and tomorrow will mark 23 years ago that he left us. But... Uh, he only left us in body, and he left us such a legacy, and we're forever grateful. And we hope you 
enjoy my cover. Hope you enjoy all of my dad's music and, and just want to thank everybody so much. And uh, yeah, so back to Erica and thanks guys. Thank you. Thanksgiving is, I, I think, a hard time for all of us. So um, with that said, I was talking at my work today about the same topic. I think uh, I think people tend to forget that sometimes the holidays are not always a happy time for everybody. And I think it's important to just take this time to be thankful for your family and the people that you have and your friends and tell them how much you love them because you never know what's going to happen tomorrow. So I think it's important at this time of year to be thankful and, and share your love, especially with all the things that are going on right now. So Again, a big happy birthday to Granddaddy. I am super happy that we could do another birthday episode in honor of him. With that said, like I said, we have a huge, huge show tonight. Um, I don't want to take any spotlight off of his birthday, but we also have another special guest, my second celebrity guest, and his name is Denver Daly, and he is a guitarist and composer to the band De Superacitas, which is uh, Connor Obers from Bright Eyes Band. Yeah. <laughs> and it's a big, big deal. Thank you so much, Denver, for letting me interview you and calling me on the phone. It's fucking awesome. <laughs> you are a great interview, and um, I'm so honored to have you. Thank you so, so much for wanting to do that. You're awesome. Super down to earth, great guy. So big thank you to him for letting me interview him. And um, his interview is going to be coming up in a little while. And with that said, on the subject of Connor Overs, a couple weeks ago, I went to his show at the Ryman, which was amazing. The Ryman is a wonderful venue, and and I had a a great time at his show. It was really cool to uh, see him perform his new solo album. And I did a cover of one of his newest songs off of his album called Gossamer Thin. And I'm going to be playing it on the show as well. So stay tuned for that. And I was lucky enough to catch up with uh, a special guest guitarist that he had on stage with him that night. And she passed along my CD, so I hope it made it to you. <laughs> um, and I hope that you liked it. So coming up will be the cover that I did. I'm not going to take any more time. And I hope everybody enjoys all the content that we're sharing tonight. The first thing I'm going to leave you with is uh, the covers that we did for Granddaddy's birthday.
and I touched you With soft words I whispered your name I held your love on the tips of my fingers But that was as close as I came Had a vision of sweetness Yielding beneath my command I held you right on the tips of my fingers But I let you that you stuck around for those. Now it's time for the second half of our podcast and it's going to be the awesome interview that I did with Denver. So I hope you enjoy. So so are you on tour with your solo band or what are you doing right now? I'm on tour with Harmar Superstar right now. Oh, okay. 
Yeah, he's like a, a good friend of mine for like, God, probably like 14 years now, and I've been playing music with him on and off for like 10 years now. Nice. Basically, yeah, like whatever schedules allowed, like with Dace and other stuff, like I always be on tour with him. Very cool. Um, I did some research before um, before I contacted you, and I read that you and Connor Obers were childhood friends. Yeah. We, I think we met when we were about nine or somewhere around there. We were really young. Wow. So, um... Yeah, we had, like, uh... Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, no, go ahead, go ahead. Um, we had, we had a bunch of common friends, um, involved in, like, this children's theater, and, uh, we grew up in, like, the same kind of neighborhood, like, probably a mile or so from each other, and so, yeah, we met when we were super young. That's really cool. I actually didn't know that until I was, um, looking into your Wikipedia page. <laughs> oh, Yeah. <laughs> But that's really cool. So, how did you guys like come up with the idea to make the Desperacitos, and how did you find the other members? So I've known him for that long, but then I met his cousin Ian when I was in middle school, um, around the same same time that I met Landon. And uh, so then we've been friends all throughout high school and everything. And then I moved to Nashville. Um, right before my senior year of high school. And so I graduated down there, and then um, I moved back to Omaha and um, wanted to start a band. And so it initially started out as just Ian and I, and then uh, he recommended Matt Baum, um, who I, I knew his brother, but I hadn't actually met him until, like, our first practice. And so... I think it was going to be like a lot more kind of experimental at that stage. And then, um, Connor caught wind of it, uh, from Ian, you know, being cousins and stuff. And he wanted in, he was getting kind of, I think he wanted to break from bright eyes and, uh, he wanted to kind of do something different. Yeah. So he actually like, joined our band. And then, um, and then while I was away on, I went home for the holidays back to Nashville and they had landed while I was home. It was a nice surprise to come back to yeah, so you grew up in Nashville? Kind of. I mean, I moved well, there no. when I was, like, in high school. Right. I, 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 yeah, so I did, and I've been there. That's been my most, like, consistent like, home base, I guess, since 98 or whenever that was. Like, I, I had a house off of West End, but I sold it a little bit ago. But um, That's really cool. I didn't know that. Yeah. I live in South I Nashville. I still have a house in Nebraska. <laughs> What's that, that easy? I said I live in South Nashville, so that's really cool. I still have a house in Omaha, but it's like a rental property now. Like I, didn't, I don't really go to Omaha very much these days, but um, yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm either in Nashville or like L.A. the most. That's really days. cool. Neat. I honestly, I had no idea that you had such roots in Nashville, too. Yeah. Very cool. Once you guys got the Dispirocitos together, so I read a lot that you were like a main contributor of writing. So how much of it is mainly your writing and then how much of it is like Connor's and anybody else's? Well, let's see. On the first one, on Read Music Speak Spanish, mm -hmm. the majority of it's um, my music and Connor's lyrics. There's a couple songs like uh, uh, Happiest Place on Earth uh -huh. and Dollar Signs that were more Connor. And then there's um, Survival of the Fittest was Landon's. Um, yeah. But for the most part, it's my stuff. And, and when I say that, like, it would be like, I would come in with, like, okay, here's a verse and a chorus and a bridge and yada yada, and then we'd kind of, like, assemble it together. Mm -hmm. But, um, 
basically all my stuff and more recent album like it's still kind of like that but it was much more collaborative and we I mean before I would come in with like all three parts or whatever and then this one would be like more like oh I've got this verse where should we go from here and then we kind of throw it in together or that sort of thing but the majority of the actual like songwriting and ideas and and starts of the song or, or um, you know what we're basing the song off of that always come from me very cool yeah i was listening to some of your solo stuff today and um it is very like a lot of instrumental more so than lyrics lyrically charged mm-hmm. more instrumental charged, which i thought was really cool i really enjoyed it i thought it was kind of um it was a lot different than uh just like day superior stuff yeah it's an interesting thing like <clears throat> it's hard because you know day so like that was one of my first like real bands I think I was, you know, something like 19 or something when we started it and really put a lot of myself into the, into the music and the sound and, um, you know, there's been, it's kind of a pattern where we can't really pursue the band usually for scheduling reasons or whatever. Yeah. And it's, you know, really hard because I'm like, I, I want to play those songs, I want to like rock. And so then sometimes when I do other projects, I feel like I need to, I don't want it to just be like, oh yeah, it's that dude from... <laughs> that band and it sounds just like that band you know I wanted to try to explore like some other aspects but I'm really I'm wanting to do some more rocking and um, I'm still pretty I don't know there's just something so like cathartic about playing rock music yeah and just being able to kind of leave it on stage so I think I don't know I'm talking I think <clears throat> like in December and January I might be working on a project with um, Cody from the Blood Brothers and hopefully I'll be doing some more loud loud rock music stuff soon. Cool. Well, I'll look out for that for sure. Um, yeah. When I was reading on your Wikipedia page, it said that um, What's New for Fall was like a single. So did you pretty much fully write that song or, you know, you did the melody and then Connor did the lyrics? Yeah, that one, let's see, that one was pretty collaborative in that, like, I came in with the opening kind of riff and, um, and I think kind of with the chorus, like, like you can kind of tell um, at least I can like I, I kind of do just more kind of straightforward just like yeah uh, rock like bar chords and just kind of and he tends to get more into like the majors and the minors and you can kind of hear on that one especially like the beginning is more of just a straightforward yeah. kind of riff yeah I was and then the chorus is more chordy and kind of notey you know yeah it's my favorite off that album by the way <laughs> oh cool yeah, I love that song. That was probably, it was one that really stood out to me. But now that you mentioned that, that, that is really cool. I definitely noticed the difference in uh, style, I guess. Yeah, which is funny because when they record, like, Logos is always pointing out, he's like, you, same thing with, um, it's kind of almost backwards. Like, when with our guitar playing, like, he can always tell who's doing what because he says, I'm always more kind of precise and more, he, he says, the lack of a better term, more like a pop yeah. uh, guitar player, and Connor is so sloppy and just, you know, <laughs> raw energy, just kind of, but I think that it's just so funny that, you know, kind of gets so much more into, like, the chords, yeah. the majors and the minors, but then he can't, you know, doesn't play him as, as clean. It's kind of a funny <laughs> juxtaposition. Yeah, I actually saw him uh, two nights ago at the Ryman. Oh, cool. Yeah, it was great. Um, you know, he's, like, doing his, like, solo tour and stuff. 
Yeah. Oh, but yeah, that was really good. Um, speaking of shows, um, I wanted to talk briefly about the show that you played last October in Nashville at a wasn't it the Mercy Lounge I think or the yeah. Um, my friend, I think, got a cool photo of you. Yeah, yeah, that's that's how we connected, which is really cool. <laughs> totally. Yeah, that was awesome. That was a cool photo too, and that guy was really nice, and I was excited that I could like get that photo and stuff. Um, yeah. yeah, that was an awesome show. You guys were awesome. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I, w- I guess I just wanted to touch on it because, I mean, I had a great time, but the crowd was like crazy like there was this one guy that was just like being insane and like running into everybody i know that's like at every show but like <laughs> yeah it was pretty rough I, I felt, yeah i felt bad because uh supposedly i don't know whatever the final outcome was but i think someone i think a, i think the female audience member got injured and had to be taken off and taken away in an ambulance oh my god i don't doubt it because was... I, yeah it was pretty rowdy um yeah, I think, like, I'm pretty sure I heard that. I don't know, though. Yeah, it was really rowdy, and I wasn't a huge fan of that, necessarily. I mean, I like being rowdy at a show, but, like, I don't like it when people are, like, just mean and, like, crazy. Like, yeah, it's tough, because, I mean, I, I, ultimately, I don't like, I, as a, you know, I want everyone to be able to have a nice time, and I, I really do feel like there needs to be, like, a designated, like, pit. Like, if you want to, like like a roped off area like if you want to go back crazy over yeah. to the side like that's fine but it, like for people that are just trying to like watch and, and you know like I hate it that's why like I very rarely like stage dive or whatever yeah like, and even when I do I usually like jump down on the barricade and then kind of like lower my I'm just so worried I'm gonna like smash someone's face that you know it's just trying to go to a show and then <laughs> end up with like a some six foot four jackass like breaks their nose on accident <laughs> Yeah, totally. That's that's really scary. <laughs> um, yeah, it was really rowdy. So you guys performed with the So So Glows. How did you guys know them? I honestly had like I had heard of them, and then like I heard their one of their singles, like their more popular songs, but I really didn't like. I guess like know them. Yeah, ultimately, I think it was our friend uh, Jenny Ellisku from like SiriusXM. She's like a DJ. Oh, okay. I'm sure um, she's buddies with those guys and she's a buddy of ours and she kind of suggested them a while ago and then we did, we did a few tours with them actually um, oh, yeah. yeah they're just like awesome like straight up from New York like punk dudes yeah, that are definitely. Yeah. the best guys and I was fun to tour with yeah they were really cool I, th- I thought it made sense I thought that the genre styles made sense with um, yeah, no, I definitely love playing with them. I really, I also really enjoyed um, touring with Joyce Manor because I felt like it was, you know, you, you don't want to have like too repetitive of a show where it's like, oh, these bands are like exactly the same, yeah. same thing. But I felt like they they were different and young and new. But I, I noticed that everyone in the crowd like sang along to all of their songs and sang along to all of our songs. Yeah, for sure. Which is, I think it's cool. I mean, it's also cool if you can discover something new, like you were just saying about um, social goes, but um, it's also cool to see just like, I don't know, like we also, we had a, we had one show, we were opening for Brand New, and it was like uh, us, and then Built a Spill, and then Brand New. And to me, that's like the dream show, you know, that was one of the highlights of my yeah. musical life, I guess, you know, because <laughs> I just, I love each of those, I mean, I don't love myself, but I'm saying I love those bands <laughs> so much, and I just... 
uh, it just seemed like overall everyone was kind of like so excited about each band and the different kind of aspect they brought to it. But that's good though. You want somebody as an opener or a couple openers that are going to hype up the crowd too and not, you know, people that come that are like, yeah. oh, this opener, I don't know. Like, <laughs> yeah. Um, so that is good. Uh, <laughs> funny story also, after the after that show in Nashville that you guys played, I was like getting some merch and uh, one of the guys from the Soso Glows was over there like making shirts. I'm trying to remember which one because I don't know all their names. He like has like a, he had brown hair and he had kind of like a goatee mustache beard situation. I'm pretty sure it's Zach. I'm, I'm pretty sure he made all those shirts. That was like his thing. Zach the drummer. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's right. Um, it was like funny because he was like totally hitting on me and it like really cracked me up. <laughs> <laughs> because I was there with my boyfriend, he was like standing like right there. Oh man! Uh, but I just yeah, it's such a funny like uh, yeah bandage. And I was just like, so like, when is Connor coming out? <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, never. Awesome. <laughs> and I was like, okay, great, bye. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's elusive. <laughs> no, yeah, totally. I was actually just gonna say, I'm sure that like that whole situation is, can be hard to deal with sometimes when you guys, like, leave venues and stuff. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's tough because, I mean, he, I mean, there's some nights, you know, when he, he, he'll just disappear and there's to the bus or to whatever and, and some nights when he'll, like, be up for it. But, I mean, ultimately, I think a lot of it comes down to just his voice, you know, like. Yeah. Because there's usually always loud, like, house music going on in the venue and then, Everyone wants to talk and ask a lot of questions, you know, and I don't know, it's just hard, and I'm sure, like, I'm sure there's a point where you kind of feel like you're being, like, a dick because everyone wants to have, like, a lengthy conversation about, you know, what, like, what his music has meant to them and how it's, you know, struck a chord or been so important to them, and then there's, you know, another person behind that's wanting to do the same thing, and then you're kind of like, man, I I don't have, you know, if I had all the time in the world, it'd be one thing, but... Yeah. I don't know. I can't imagine what it's like for him. You know. No, it seems it seems really hard. That made me think, though. After you guys played that show, though, you ended up having to cancel the rest of your tour. Could you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, that was a that was a pretty tough one. Um, we actually had to cancel a, a few tours throughout the course of the band, and um, you know that one. I mean, it's always kind of been for the same reason. I mean, I guess it's always been for kind of the same member. Um, right. At that point, uh, Connor had kind of exhausted himself, I think, physically and mentally, and um, he was losing his voice and had, like, other health issues that he was concerned about. And, um, you know, I think he just needed to take a step back but, um, and I think, you know, but at that point, I think his doctor probably recommended that as well. But it, it, it was it was a really tough and heartbreaking thing for the rest of us because it's not the first time it's happened. Yeah. And, and this is probably, honestly, the most legitimate reason for it. But it was kind of weird because it wasn't like, let's take this, let's take, there's like a month left. It wasn't like, let's take a week off and, and regroup or, or let's cancel this one and make up the dates like it was just kind of like well that's that you know and yeah. so which again is something we've kind of heard before and it's tough because obviously first and foremost you want to be there for your friend and you want to you know make sure they're okay but at the same time like 
there's a there's a part of you that's kind of like, well, you know, everyone has shit going on in their lives, and everyone you know has to deal with demons and, and problems in their lives, and um, so I don't know. It was, it was a tough tough situation, but ultimately, I think for where it was at that point, it was the right call that um, you know he didn't he shouldn't have been on the road and needed to kind of get get better, get yeah. well. Yeah, definitely. Um, I was just, after I heard that, I was just really happy and, like, grateful that I got to see you guys when you came to my town. Yeah, definitely. It's it's a real, it's really hard because, um, you know, like I said before, like, it's something, like, that the rest of us have always wanted to, to do more of and pursue more, but the timing wasn't right, or, like, back in the day, like, Brad Eyes was going crazy, and he obviously needed to pursue that, and we understand that and everything, but I guess the rest of us, like, really feel like, you know, we, we, not only do we want to more than anything, we almost feel like we kind of owe it to finally get to really tour on these songs. And because even, you know, before we released the music speak Spanish, we only we barely toured like we did. Yeah. We did like one full tour that even that one got cut short yeah. about a week. And, um, and then kind of, kind of like pulled the plug back then. And, um, we all kind of did our own thing for a while, but we always, you know, trying to make sure to be clear that we left it open-ended or whatever, but it was a definite hiatus. So it's tough because, like, I, you know, for me, it's like, I don't, unless there's, like, a death or, you know, a terminal unless there's, like, there's absolutely nothing in the world you can possibly do. Like, you, I would never want to cancel any, you know, like, I think it's each show and each ticket, each, each, audience member is such a big deal to me and such an honor and like the idea that you know people work all day and, and some you know move down their feet all day long and then they come home and get ready and then some of them hire babysitters or whatever or you know people that bought their tickets months in advance like all that stuff like it really means a lot to me and it really um it's just such an honor and a privilege and and to not you know to cancel is such a bad thing and to not make it up is even worse and right I don't know, it's a tough, it's a tough thing. That is really hard. <clears throat> I was just, like I said, I was really glad. So that, that is really tough, though. And when I saw that, I was just like, oh, man, like, that really sucks for those people that bought those stickers who were looking forward to that or, like, whatever. So Yeah, and I did, I did read, like, you know, because, like, I used to keep an eye on our social media and stuff, and um, there was a lot of people that were like, you know, man, like, this dude's got Connor says to me so many times in all the different projects, like, I'm just not going to buy tickets anymore. Oh. You know? And I was kind of like, I can't, I can't blame you. You know, yeah. like, I can't, can't fault you for that, you know? I'm, obviously, I don't want that. Like, I want the dude to, like, you oh, know, yeah. keep it together and have a good uh, thing. But I understand, like, the frustration and kind of fooling me once. Right. Yeah, definitely. So, like, are you guys going to do any more touring or any more shows together? I have no idea. Um, you know, I... We honestly didn't think we would do any of this. We didn't think there'd be another record. We didn't think we'd play any of those shows before. But um, yeah. at this point, no, like, no one, there's no plans to, and no one really knows, honestly, what's actually kind of going on at this point. Do you guys have, like, are you in connection with Connor regularly still, or no? Not so much. I mean, we talk from time to time. Like, you know, there's, like, brief um, texts here and there. just kind of, hey, I hope you're well, that kind of thing. But nothing really... So I think he probably feels pretty sheepish about everything still, but 
Um, I think the other guy, I think like Landon and, well, Ian and Connor are cousins, so I'm sure they, you know, they talk, obviously, way more. And then Landon and Matt are also in Omaha, um, so I'm sure they bump each other more, but I'm kind of like all over the place. And, and uh, I don't know, I think our, he, he and my relationship was probably strained the most, but um, we do have once so we, you know, text each other and check in and yeah. kind of like... Yeah, sure. Because I just read uh, the other day, like I read this whole article, I guess, on like his new like solo album or whatever that he had like had some health issues and some emotional issues over, I guess, the course since that cancellation and stuff. And I mean, I don't know him personally or anything like that. It just seems like from a distance, I guess, from from a, a fan's perspective, I suppose, I guess I just see it as like somebody that has... I don't know, really had, like, a hard struggle, I guess, with, like, mental illness and health problems. Yeah, definitely. No, for sure. Like, I think, yeah, I think it's kind of the perfect storm of many things, and, uh, you know, it's, there's a point where it's kind of like, you know, with, with anything, really, like, um, I mean, people have to be in, like, the right place and, and have to want to, like, figure it out and improve from within, and there's only so much, like, you can do as a, as a friend or a family member, like, you, there's a certain point where you kind of have to let them, like, you know what I mean? It's kind of telling someone to quit smoking. And, yeah. Like, they can, <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. I mean, it's sort of, like, I'm not, I'm, I'm not totally comparing the two and saying it's just well, as simple yeah. as that, but I'm just saying no, no, there's a point where it's like, you kind of have to, you know, be there for them and be supportive, but ultimately give them, just give them the space to kind of do what they need to do and go through the motions and not feel like they have to, be pressured or obligated to do anything else other than, you know, fix their whatever they have going on yeah. mentally or physically or whatever. Sure. Because in the same article that I was reading, it was like saying that the album itself was just a collection of like demos that he made and they were like, you should just release this, I guess is like the label that he did it on or whatever. Yeah. Which I'm really excited about. I mean, I haven't, I, I I've heard this song, I think on, um, the radio, like on the current or something, but uh, yeah, I, I haven't have... listened to the album. Sorry. Oh, I was just going to say, I don't, you know, I'm not trying to make this whole podcast into, hey, like, will you just talk about Connor the whole time? <laughs> like, <laughs> No, no, it's fine. It's just, I mean, it's obviously like, you know, I think the whole thing with that band was like just the chemistry of all, all of us together in a room, but I think, I think that you, um, Kind of, you know, the two kind of loudest, more uh, distinct sort of quote unquote voices and it were, were Connor and I. Mm-hmm. And, the, you know, there's, um, I think a lot of it has to do with the kind of, the, you know, the, the love and the friction and the, you know, the kind of ups and downs. And, and so I think that it comes across in the songwriting as well. So, I mean, I'm happy to talk about whatever. But yeah, I was just going to say, I, I didn't, I haven't really listened to the, the whole record and, and gone through and, and you know, listen to every lyric and everything. But when I, when I heard that, I was excited and I, I felt like I had, had that thought before, like, you know, the, he started out, you know, when he was whatever, 13 or whatever, doing these, like, um, home recordings and he's just kind of him and acoustics. Yeah. And it, you know, kind of built from there. And to me, like, that's still like some of my all-time favorite stuff that he's done. Like, I think, yeah. um, Letting Off the Happiness is like my favorite uh, yes. album. <laughs> Me too. You know, and like that had the, it just had this kind of lo-fi quality and this kind of purity to it. And so I think it's cool, the idea of like 
him kind of going back to his roots and, and going back to that, the you know, the four-track in the basement type thing. Yeah, definitely, for sure. I really enjoy it. I really think that it's, like, something different and, and kind of back to his roots, like you were saying. I really I really like it. Um, and I'm, I'm appreciative that uh, you could speak on all of these things also. It's awesome. Thank you. Um, but, yeah, I love Dispersitos. I think that you guys are an awesome band, and I love all the politically charged lyrics. <laughs> and uh, I love it. I think Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think it's great. It's and, just such a gnarly time to for that band to be inactive like in light of like yesterday's event and everything like yeah. i feel like we kind of have to there's nothing else like i feel like we should at least make a, like a few more songs together that are very specifically about trump and the presidency and, yeah but who knows we'll see what happens no i completely agree who knows with the future of. oh well, yeah, yeah i was absolutely thinking about this though um today and yesterday because i was just like god like this is like the perfect time for like you guys to be like touring and like saying all your songs and and all the points and lyrics that you have in each song so definitely yeah and i don't say that in a way of like ooh, this is like the time to sell record like i don't no, mean no. it remotely like that i just mean it like it's, it seems to kind of put a a, a voice or, or a face to all this like like kind of what you were saying earlier about like how how rowdy it got at the show. Like I think yeah. it taps into this thing like where where people are just pissed about so many things in the world around them, and, and you know the the songs have so much of that in them, and it's easy to just you know like I was saying before, it just it's kind of cathartic to just kind of like be able to kind of freak out for a while and yeah. You know. Definitely. And one more thing I wanted to say about both albums was that, I, I mean, obviously it's because they're so far apart, I guess, in time, but um, mm -hmm. it was, it's interesting, the, I guess, like, large kind of sound difference between both albums, Read Music, Speak Spanish, and then Payola. Uh -huh. Was that something you guys planned or thought about? Because from an from a fan's perspective, <laughs> from my perspective, the first album, I, I love both albums, let me say that first, but the first right. album, I kind of felt it was that like raw, gritty, like lo-fi type sound, like you were saying, and then uh, the second album was like polished, I guess. Uh -huh. Just from my opinion. Was that something you guys talked about or just kind of happened that way? Um, I think it just kind of happened that way. I mean, that whole album just kind of happened, you know, like yeah. it, uh, we didn't really like set out and like, all right, time to write the next record, you know, it was like we were kind of building songs and, um, you know, there's, there's aspects of that album, the first album that we all love and there's aspects of it that we hate, like Matt absolutely hates that recording, but, um, Paola, I like it because, uh, no, uh, read music, speak Spanish. Really? Yeah, I don't know. He, I don't know why he always talks about how much he hates it, but um, <laughs> what? It, he's, he's a funny guy. But um, no, I think like that was perfect, and it captured, you know, like this. We, we purposely did it like very fast over the course of a few days, and, and wouldn't let Mike like clean things up, and you know, or just like we didn't give him like crazy time limits on his mixes. Like, don't you only get this much time? And um, but the only downside was. You know, there, there was a lot of stuff that got buried, and he he really, especially like with my guitar stuff, and because uh, he would, for some reason, he'd, he'd really boost Connor's rhythm guitars, which is great, and, it, and, and again, it's probably a lot of reason it sounds the way it does, but we were, there was a lot of stuff that was missing, and then we started playing these shows, and people were like, I never knew all that stuff was there. I was like, yeah, that's exactly like the record, you can hear it now. 
don't know. There was some, there was a few things where we wanted to, like, we wanted it to be precise and, and wanted, you know, the, especially with the importance of the lyric content, we wanted that to be very clear and, um, you know, we wanted it to be like a little more focused and we also didn't want to just try to like, you know, capture, like recreate the first album. We wanted to kind of, you know, yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Not, not, you know, find a new sound or anything weird like that, but just wanted to kind of, you know, evolve and, and as we've grown up, you know, it's been 10 plus years or whatever since the first one. We just, I don't know. We just didn't want it to come across like, hey, look at us, we're still 19. Yeah. <laughs> kind of, you know, just yeah, like, that totally. <laughs> like, you know, I don't know. <laughs> we just funny. thought the same, like the same thing, like when we went in the studio the first time, like that was just what we were, like it just kind of happened that way and that's kind of what, where we were at and we just went with it and it was, there was nothing that was forced and nothing was like, you know, to, like, you know, we are just, young and chaotic like in our lives and our in our playing and that was just who we are back then and, and I think now still loud and angry but you know a little more polished and refined as people and so I think that's just naturally kind of what happened yeah definitely I mean that's yeah that's what I figured you know just because of the time difference and you guys grew up and became adults <laughs> Yeah. Or more so, adults rather. You know, nineteen is you know, you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Definitely. Yeah. So on that album, my favorite song is probably Ralphie's Cut, and I was going to ask, did did you write that song? And if so, what? Who is that about? Um, yeah. So that I wrote that one. Um, that one is specifically about our friend uh, Ralph, who. Uh, has cystic fibrosis and had a, a double lung transplant. Wow. And he's still, I mean, he's, he's continually defied all the, the odds. And, um, so he's still doing you know, fine. He's still around. Yeah. That's he's awesome. still around and doing well. That's um, great. but you know, like he just, they, they keep throughout his life, you know, they told him that he's only, you know, this long and this long and he's, he's been able to surpass that every time. Um, but there was, there's other parts of it too that, um, you know, like specific lyrics too, and um, other aspects of it that were about other people. Um, but overall, it was definitely about Ralph and like his how inspiring is, and just kind of um, I don't know. It was just it, it was a, a good way to kind of give him a nod. And it, he actually appeared on the track, like screaming. Um, oh, that's awesome. In the in the group thing, yeah. That's so and cool. uh, but then it was also you know to you know, commentary and well, that's really cool. insurance and all that stuff. Yeah. yeah, there's a line in there about um, about my uh, ex-girlfriend who passed away from cancer a couple years ago, and um, there's the majority of it's about Ralph, and there's some, there's a couple lines I think Lanyon contributed about his friend who passed away from cystic fibrosis, and uh, he's all our friends, but he was Lanyon's like close friend and bandmate. Yeah. So it's kind of a conglomerate, but yeah, it's definitely overall been named after the man. Very cool. That is really awesome. Thank you for telling me that because that was something I wondered and didn't really figure out on my own. So I was glad I could ask you that. And then um, I can't speak a lot of Spanish, so I don't want to butcher the title, but um, is it Tiamo Camila Viejo? It's like. Yeah, and it's funny. <laughs> None of us can speak Spanish and we all butcher it. Even every time we say the band name, I think we, we butcher it. And so it's perfect <laughs> to say it like 
the Americanized version because that's kind of even more to the point about you know like the band like it's not we don't none of us say it the right way we say like the Americanized version but we're trying to pay <laughs> <laughs> respects to that issue and so is that song about I know it's about protesting but is it about um, anything specific like um yeah I mean it's about it's about her it's about you know the Chilean um like freedom fighter lady that we all think is the coolest and it also has you know kind of aspects of the like um Weezer kind of crush on a person type thing yeah. but in a very distant kind of weird way it's like I think we kind of jokingly said like it's the closest thing that we would ever come to like a like a quote-unquote love song or whatever yeah definitely that's so funny that you mentioned like weezer or whatever that's now that i think of it i totally get that vibe that makes sense <laughs> yeah. but yeah definitely it it's like a cool take on a love song for sure um but we, i mean to be fair we, we probably i mean anonymous is probably just as much of a love song to them as you know tamos to community well yeah well uh I don't want to keep you too long. Is there anything else you'd like to share about anything we talked about? Um, I can't really think of anything off the top of my head. Um, yeah, I mean, I, like, I, I'm curious. I've always, I mean, even when we're in the midst of, like, all the, you know, touring and recording, um, at the time, we, we thought we were just, you know, seven inches as we were writing songs, but what became the album, and basically when we were more active, um, Anytime I would do like an interview or something, people would be like, well, what's next? Like, are you guys going to do this? Are you guys going to do this? And I'd always yeah. give the same kind of stock reply. Like, I I mean, <laughs> I'm just like you. I'm just, I'm waiting to see what happens and I have no idea what's in store. And I'm yeah. just excited for whatever um, happens. And I guess I'm still in that mindset. It's like a different, a different world now, obviously. But um, sure. yeah, I'm just, I'm as curious as the next person. Like, I never thought we would, um, be playing and making new songs and touring, but we were, and maybe that'll happen. Maybe even more 40, it'll happen again. <laughs> <laughs> well, God, I really hope that you guys like make more music and tour more before then, but <laughs> no, definitely. No, no, I've got so much I think we all want to say, and um, I just really want to just play those songs. Yeah. I would definitely love to see you guys again for sure because, um, when I saw Connor the other night, that was only the second time that I had seen him in general. So when I saw you guys in October, that was that was my first experience. Oh, cool. Yeah, so I didn't get to catch you guys when you went on tour, well, briefly for your first album. So. Um. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Like, sometimes, I don't know, like, uh, can do some, run some numbers, and some people will be like, I didn't catch the first time because I was eight. You're like, yeah, oh, no, I was shit. I am only 24, so. <laughs> yeah, so you, so you were like, yeah, you were like 14 or something. Yeah, so I couldn't even gotten it. I don't know. But, yeah, but, uh, yeah, um, well, I really hope that you guys make more music soon. I know that uh, the other night on stage he was um, really outspoken about his political views and, and stuff and uh, that was cool obviously I enjoy that uh, the song in his new album called A Little Uncanny is like a, a political song oh so, cool yeah um, so. yeah I don't know there could be songs on that album like about the whole situation that I, and I have no idea like about you know yeah I mean the tour or yeah you would know more obviously than I would like to pick out certain lyrics or like whatever I just know that like I know for sure, like, one of the songs is about, um, 
that whole uh, false rape scandal. Yeah. Um, that was that was terrible. <laughs> I just wanted to go on record. It really was. That's completely yeah. awful. People are just so awful. <laughs> like. It was, it was really, I mean, it's one of those things, like, I guess I'll just, I mean, hopefully I'll never know what, what it feels like, but um, it was, it was so hard for us to figure out, like, what was going on, like, because, you know, we were, like, there that night, like, it was so totally impossible and just so completely fabricated and false of a situation. Right. That, that we were like couldn't even figure out you know why why it would bother someone so much when you know how like false it is and how, how it's just some sick person but you know I think it's it's uh, it's got to be crazy to you know hear, to look online and see it snowballing or see you know people giving it any sort of and you know I mean it's a very the whole thing is a very complex situation you know because you obviously don't want to ever doubt someone who's coming forward and making, yeah. you know, claims because you don't know, you, you, you know, like as an outsider, you don't, you don't know whether it's true or not. And it, so often it is sadly true, but it's like, this is a case of just someone, just some sick yeah. person making up a story. And, you know, we kind of like, I mean, it really, I don't, I, you know, like I've lost so many friends and, and I feel like this was a much bigger event than any, you know, the death of any friend or family member, like, it was really awful. And we, I mean, we would try to joke, like, uh, you know, I, I used to say, like, all right, that's, I'm going to come forward and tell the press that uh, Connor Oberst murdered me 12 years ago. Because it's, I mean, that's just as realistic of a story, you know, like, yeah, honestly, yeah. like it's, it's, it's nonsense. I and mean, he's always been so good at, like, not giving a fuck about, like, what dumb things people say on the internet, like, yeah. You know, this just like, snowballed out of control. It, yeah, and, and you know, things can hit you at the, at the wrong time in your life, in the wrong way, and the, yeah. there's a lot to it. And again, I'll never know what it's like to be in the shoes, but it, man, it was, it was a really, really awful feeling that I wouldn't wish on anyone. Yeah, that was, it was just really terrible. Um, but yeah, so I know for sure that one of the songs is about that, but I'm sure, like, if you listen to the album, that you'd, you know, better be able to to figure out if there's nods to that. So, but, um, maybe there's, maybe there's, who knows. <laughs> but, uh, I, <laughs> but check it out. I don't know. I, I like to, I'm yeah. excited about it, but like I said, I just really would love to see you guys get back together and, and do some more songs, especially, <clears throat> um, considering the whole election and what happened yesterday. So, yeah. Um, so that'd be great. I would love that. <laughs> so I hope that happens. But, um, I can't thank you enough for uh, being down to do a phone interview. This is awesome. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, this is so, so cool. It's funny, too, you know, um, Greater Omaha seems to be, like, one of, uh, like, people's favorites, and that song, like, took so long for me to, like, convince, like, kind of, first kind of hated it. You thought it sounded like some kind of weird, like, new metal or some, I don't know, thought it sounded too, like... I don't know how to describe it. You, you thought it was like some weird, I don't like corn or lint biscuit or something. I don't know. I don't know what. <laughs> well, I don't know what how you heard it. What you thought, but he used to hate it, and then it really grew. Like finally, when he like let it like allowed himself to get into it, like you know, I think that one's kind of become a, another one of like the more definitive Jason Parsley songs. Yeah, 
I mean, of course I really like that song because it's sort of kind of different. <laughs> like you're saying, it's different than uh, the other songs. Like yeah. The way it's arranged and stuff. But no, I love Manana. That's an awesome choice. <laughs> well, cool. Well, thanks so much, man. And um, good luck or break a leg and have a great rest of your tour. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks so much for being on my show. And I'll keep up with you on Instagram. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I'll let you know if, if and when I'm back in Nashville. Yeah, definitely. Is there any, like, social media information that you'd like to give out where people can find you? Um, I think I'm just at Denver Dally, like, on Twitter or Instagram or whatever. Or, yeah, it's probably the best. All right, well, cool. Thanks so much again. Yeah, thank you. All right, well, talk to you later. All right, have a good one. You too. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. And to finish up our show, um, he chose to play the song off of their first album, Read Music, Speak Spanish, and it's called Manana. And it is one of my favorite songs. I mean, I love both of their albums. I think they're both incredible albums, albeit different as well. Big shout out to Desperacitas. Big shout out to Denver. Thank you so much for being on my show. You're awesome. I really, really hope that you guys get back together at some point very soon and make more music because you guys are great and I love listening to it. And I had a great time on your show. <laughs> um, and I hope to see you guys again.
And in honor of interviewing Denver, I recorded a cover of Man and Wife, the former financial planning by the Desperacitos. And it's one of my favorite songs of their first album, Read Music, Speak Spanish. And um, I really hope that you like it, Denver. Uh, I really hope I did your parts justice and that you enjoy it. And I hope everybody listening appreciates it. I really like the general message of that song. But anyway, you'll see for yourself. <laughs> Say, baby, all I have 
tracks down his arms His fans are confused and his friends are alarmed His wife doesn't talk, hates when he's gone Counts every skirt in his new entourage And they're all gossiping within, left of the sticking around for all the amazing content that we had tonight. I know it was a very long show, so I hope that you stuck around for all of it. And I'm going to do some last words with my amazing host and guest, Tara. So what would you like to say as closing credits? Thank you, Erica. Uh, Again, everybody, thank you so much for tuning in and listening to our show. It's been a pleasure to be back here with Erica Case and Bessie Lanning, two of the greatest musicians that I know, and I just uh, love everybody for checking us out, and happy holidays again to you, and I'm going to turn it back over to Miss Erica and Miss Bess. Thank you. Yeah, so I love having you on our show. Thank you. <laughs> 
I know that I don't promote my mom quite, maybe quite as much as my grandmother. Yeah, I get the shaft. No, That's totally not true. She's a lot more busy, I feel like, than maybe we are. So um, I don't get as much of an opportunity to record as many songs with her, but it's always really great when we can. So check out all of her songs that she has up on her SoundCloud, which is soundcloud.com slash terralanning777. And you can find all of her covers that are up there. Um, I just posted the uh, Hank Williams cover that we did that I completely forgot to post. So uh, it's awesome. So check that out. And check her out on Facebook and on YouTube. Just type in Tara Lanning, and she's one of the only pages, I believe. And Twitter, Tara Lanning Official. Yes. So check all of that out. I'm going to pass it off to my co-host, Bessie, to say any last words that she has. I want to thank all of you guys that listen to us and uh, enjoy our music. And it's always great to be back here with Erica and my daughter, Tara Lanning, and uh, listen to them talk and sing and just be with them. And I want to say happy birthday to my husband. And God bless all of you. And I hope we all have a great and happy and joyful Thanksgiving. And God bless you. And thanks for listening. Thank you. Yes, have a wonderful Thanksgiving. Eat lots of food. I know that I'm going to. <laughs> you can find me, as well as all of us, on my website, which is www.ericacase.com. And you can find all of our music there and all of our SoundClouds there. And I just want to also remind everybody that all the covers that we do on the show are always for free download on all of our SoundClouds. So if you hear anything that you like, <laughs> go check out our SoundClouds. And put me on your playlist, bitch. <laughs> yeah, put us all on your playlist. Share our playlist. Share our music. <laughs> no, but seriously, big, big shout out to all of our listeners and all of our new listeners and, and new fans. Um, it's really awesome when I have people that don't even know me sharing my podcast and, and sharing my music, and that's, that's always amazing. And it's always really cool when I post all of our songs on Instagram or I post them on any social media and people that don't know us comment on it. That's always, like, a really good feeling. So, um like I said, big shout out to all the new listeners and fans. You guys are great. And with that, I'd just like to say, Happy, Happy birthday, birthday, Floyd! I reached out my arms and I touched you With soft words I whispered your name I held your love on the tip of my fingers But that was as close as I came My eyes had a vision of sweet lips Yielding beneath my command I held you right on the tip of my fingers But I let it slip right through my hands But I let it slip right through my hands Somebody took you when I wasn't looking But I should have known From the start It's a long, long ways From the tip of my fingers To the love 
hidden deep in your heart to the love hidden deep in your heart I held your love on the tip of my fingers but I let it slip right through my hands but I let it slip right through my hands